We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway! Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast around the Blue Wire Network. We're brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. I'm here, as always, with Jason Pat. Jason, the NBA is coming back. It is. The uh, owners, the Board of Governors, they voted 29 to 1 on the proposal the NBA's proposal to come back to return to resume this 2019-20 season. Uh, we talked about it in our last pod. It is going to be this 22-team format. They're going to have the play-in tournament for the last seed, um, which means since it is only 22 teams, again, the players will vote on this tomorrow. That is a formality. So, again, basically the NBA will be coming back July 31st, regular season. But since it's only 22 teams, that means your Chicago Bulls are Done. And again, we have talked about this. We kind of saw this was coming. The reporting leading up to this to this vote today of the the board of governors had hinted that it was going to be these twenty two teams, the sixteen playoff teams, uh, and then the six teams that are within six games of the playoffs. So that's the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, uh, the Blazers, the Suns, and the Wizards. They'll all be in the playoffs as well. And then they'll have they'll have this play in tournament. They'll play eight regular season games, and then if the ninth seed team is within like four games. Then there'll be a play-in tournament between the eight and ninth seed, and I think the ninth seed has to win like two games if they do that. If they if no one's within four games, that eight seed just gets their spot. And that's all good. But again, this means the Bulls are done. This Bulls another wretched Bull season is now offic- basically officially over. Uh, thank the Lord we have kind of talked about this on this pod that we were totally fine with the Bulls being done. They were twenty-two and forty-three. They were garbage. They were trash. You've listened to us on this podcast a while you know that we hated this season just like we hated last season it's just like we've hated the last few seasons so honestly it's almost just kind of just nice to know that this bull season is done 
we can look forward to hopefully firing Jim Boylan here soon, but we will we'll talk about that a bit more in the future. But just I guess what's your initial take on NBA return plan and this bowl season officially being kaput? Yeah, I wish that like we could hit like a sim five seasons button with the Bulls because uh, I would love to just like get way out in front of this. I think the Bulls have a lot of work to do, uh, even like so we're not going to see the Bulls play another game until December 1st. It sounds like at the absolute earliest. And even at that point, like, you know, you just wonder how this short season is going to affect everyone next year. The Bulls, of course, are already going to be in a strange spot with, uh, you know, New, a new front office coming in and most likely reshaping the entire organization, uh, getting fresh evaluations on all the core pieces. So it's really hard to say, like, if anybody on the current roster is going to be in their long term plans or which of the players will be. Uh, I'm thrilled that the Bulls will not be involved in this because let's be <laughs> honest, they don't deserve to be. This season started with the Bulls talking about the playoffs on the first day of training camp, it ends with the Bulls not making even an expanded version of the playoffs where if you were only, what, six games back? Six games back of the number eight seed, they would have made it. And so this is just such a humiliating season all around. Fortunately, we do have the front office change to hang our hats on. So, uh, you know, that's good. And I'm sure that we're going to be spending every week talking about how Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley can remake this organization. But uh, this season just had to end. What a disaster all around. An F minus, minus, minus. Total. Boylan can talk all he wants about like the strides they made in terms of like their shot profile and uh, turnovers, turnovers, whatever, whatever garbage he wants to talk about. Like this season was so humiliating because at the start of the season, dude, even I wrote something positive. Like I really like the Aransky signing. I like the Thad Young signing. I was trying to be objective in my analysis, but oh my God, did we not consider just how bad of a coach Jim Boylan would be? Uh, so I'm thrilled the Bulls are done, obviously. In terms of the NBA returning at all, I think there's a lot of questions for Adam Silver to answer about this because it just seems like there's a ton of risk involved in a return to play. When Silver said that uh, the last time he spoke to the media, which I think was like April 17th or something, it was a long time ago, he said that the NBA would be beholden to the data, not the date. Well, Silver hasn't spoken since then. There's certainly been no real concrete data in terms of uh, the virus like receding into daily life. The fact that, you know, there's not going to be a second wave when we've heard uh, something different than that for the last couple months. So I think there's a ton of question marks for the NBA to answer. I can't wait until Adam Silver actually addresses the press and gets to answer some of the big questions in front of him, because right now I feel like the NBA's plan is basically to cross its fingers and hope that no one gets really sick, hope that no superstar gets really sick, hope that they can avoid all kinds of controversies within this bubble, within this return to play. I get that they want to crown a champion. I want to see a champion crown this season too, but uh, it could be a disaster. I think there's a lot of risk involved in returning to play and uh, you just wonder how it's going to work out for the league. Yeah. Silver even kind of acknowledged that in the statement that they put out the NBA put out today, that there's still just like a lot to work on, especially with the health aspects. Uh, Silver is going to be talking to the media, I believe, next week. He said he's going to be doing some conference calls on that, so we will hopefully be getting more answers then. But yeah, you're totally right. Uh, like ESPN put an article out today, just like kind of a, a an FAQ about like what we know and like don't know about their turn of the season. And there was one of the questions they had was like, what happens if someone like tests positive or whatever? And it was basically like, well, they're probably just going to keep playing. 
Uh, they're going to quarantine the person. And then there, the, the follow-up was basically like, well, what happens if there's like a widespread, like it kind of goes through and like a couple guys get it. Like we saw like the Brooklyn Nets. I think like four guys got it earlier this season. Like obviously they were all fine, but like what if that happens and there's like a widespread event? Like are they just, uh, is they going to shut it down? Like how many positive tests would requ- be required to shut it down? And again, not only players, I mean, again, we've talked about this. Like there's, co- there's coaches, like the at-risk coaches who are older and there's all the people who will be in the bubble as well with them, the the hotel staff and all these other people. So like, like what, I guess what the line, what will be the line drawn for like how they would, if they would have to stop it again. Again, I would assume Adam Silver will be addressing these questions next week. We'll have to see. There are just a lot of questions. Like I saw some people lamenting this on Twitter as well, that it seems like the NBA was kind of going backwards. Like instead of locking in the health protocols first, they wanted to get the return to play format first. Like, I mean, I get it. I guess I understand why they did this as well. They, I've seen stuff about how they're, they're putting together this whole like health guideline and they're going to have just a ton of rules, obviously. It, it, I mean, it's definitely going to be a very unique and just kind of weird situation because they're going to be, there's going to have all these tests that they're going to have to take. Like if it's not daily, it's going to be, maybe every other day or something there's going to be a ton of tests going on and all these other protocols so again that that these details will probably will be talked out with the players tomorrow the, the players have their call tomorrow and then in the next in the coming weeks and days and leading up to this july 30 the, or the training camp which i believe will be like in like a month they want to start the camp and then july 31st yeah just a lot to work out still and then next season's going to be insane too, because right. right now you have Game Seven of the Finals scheduled for like October twelfth. Correct. The new season supposed to start December first. So basically, I feel like the league is just admitting that like the teams that are going to be in the finals, those teams are just like not going to play their stars at the start of next season. You hope like let's say it's the Lakers. How much? Like, how long can the Lakers right. tread water if LeBron is, like, not playing the start of the season, if Kawhi is not playing the start of the season for the Clippers? Then I also worry about player safety because you know they're going to try to jam-pack as many games as possible into the shortened schedule to try to make up as much money as they can. And then, like, what about players, like, being at risk for injury in more of a truncated game schedule? So I'm worried about that. Uh the next two seasons are just going to be so bizarre because of the pandemic and, you know, things are not going to get back to normal until the 2021, 2022 season. We, uh, we hope we yeah. hope. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> just bizarre, <laughs> man. And, uh, yeah, I guess for Bulls fans, uh, you know, the lottery will be the next big thing to look forward to. What's the lottery date again? I don't That's have that in August front August 25th is the lottery. Uh, and then the draft will be October 15th with free agency happening like a few days after that. I think October 18th would be the open of free agency. So, yeah, I mean, with the Bulls, yeah, I mean, we still have just like so long uh, to like really think about all this stuff. Because what is that? August 25th, the lottery, that's still two and a half months away. And then the draft is whatever, is it three months away now, three, a little, like three and a half months away. It's still like a long way, just a long layoff for like Bulls fans. So I think, again, it's most, mostly right now we're just kind of waiting on the Jim Boylan thing. But yeah, your points about the next season and like is is definitely crazy because you mentioned like the finals, October twelfth, and then the tr- they want training camps open November tenth. So if you're in the finals, those two teams will have a month off season and then going into next season, and then it'll be interesting to see like are they going to try to play all eighty two games next season? Are they going to try to do something where they're going to start every season now in December? Because I know some people have been pushing for that. I am not a fan of that at all. I like having summers kind of to relax and recharge the batteries. I know a lot of fans would like having NBA in the summer because it's basically just going against against baseball and all that. But I personally like having like the end of July, August and September to really not pay attention to basketball and 
enjoy the weather and all that stuff. But I know some people have talked about permanently shifting the schedule back. So I'm curious to see if they will do a full schedule next season or if they'll try to truncate it and then get back to normal, the normal October through June schedule. Just again, so many new questions here. Yeah. And I wonder how this could like sort of benefit the bulls in their reshaping or if it's going to hurt them because, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to start really evaluating guys in game settings until December right. now. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like, I would hope that the first thing the bulls are going to do is just try to like overhaul all of these parts of the organization that have always been ignored, like player development, like, uh, you know, the training staff, like probably stuff like, uh, the player diets and just like keeping the pl- and hopefully like player psychology, all that stuff. Uh, that a lot of the biggest teams in the league have taken care of. It seems like, you know, the Bulls have always had a smaller staff. So I wonder how they're going to use this time to remake all that. Uh, And then, you know, next year is going to be a weird, weird year, man. And we got a lot of time to talk about that. But uh, this is going to be a strange restart to the season. I pray that everyone stays healthy. Like, could you imagine if a player got seriously sick inside the bubble, how much of a PR disaster that would be? And especially what we know about how quickly the virus can transmit from one person to another. Uh, right now, the league saying that like, if a player tests positive, they're going to quarantine by themselves for, you know, the doctor recommend recommended amount of time, probably two weeks. But by the time they already test positive, they could have potentially passed the virus two other people like what if like Giannis gets it or what if LeBron gets it you yeah. assume that those guys are young enough and in like they're literally in the greatest shape of any living human beings that they should be able to beat the virus uh relatively easily obviously I think we've heard that like Donovan Mitchell and Gobert were mostly asymptomatic but like Durant. I, but like I wouldn't be taking the virus for granted Like, we still don't know that much about the virus, and there could very likely be a second wave when the league is reaching the final rounds of its playoffs. So I have a ton of questions about this, and uh, I feel like the league's whole strategy is, like, hoping and praying. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, I've seen that cases are going back up in Florida. I don't know if it's necessarily, like, in. I've seen that it's not necessarily in, like, the Disney World area, and obviously they will be in this bubble, but... Yeah, I mean, you hope, and especially with like a lot of places are easing restrictions. Like, I mean, Chicago's in you know our phase three. We're like reopening like our restaurant patios and like retail places. So like, we're we're steadily like reopening, and we'll see, and we'll hope that like this this is still just gradually going away, and there is no second wave. Like, really, right now we can just hope we can be as safe as we can, and then the NBA is basically just hoping that it'll be all right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, imagine what if like yeah, if one of those guys. Even if they're not, even if they, they don't get like really sick themselves, again, you worry about transmitting to other people. If they have to sit out, I mean, they're going to obviously have to sit out. Like, if they this happened in the finals, like LeBron had to sit out the finals because of, was he like got coronavirus? Like, that'd be absolutely wild. So, yeah, a lot of it's definitely crossing, crossing fingers, hope, mitigating risk as much as possible. In like, it's going to be hurricane season too, man. And you're going to be <laughs> yeah. in Florida. I don't know how Orlando is typically affected by hurricane season but i've heard that like the weather this year in the southernmost parts of the country is like expected to be insane i think probably some of that's projection and it's not concrete yet obviously but uh you know the way this year is going i don't think you can rule anything out and just another question mark for the league 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finishing up here real quick, we're going to keep this short again, and we'll we'll do a more thorough Bulls recap of the season here in the coming weeks. We obviously have plenty of time to talk about it, but uh, just finishing up, you kind of we talked about just kind of re, uh, the overhaul of this organization. Casey Johnson wrote an article yesterday, just kind of highlighting just some of the stuff they had. He called it in the, the headline was an unprecedented offseason, obviously, because the Bulls have not made these kind of changes in basically forever. Uh, and th- again, they're basically kind of slow playing this whole thing. Uh, this talks about how Karnaschovas and Eversley, they've had conversations with players, they've evaluated departments, but that they're still, and that they've talked to some holdovers, like this mentions Brian, Brian Hagen, associate GM, uh, Steve Wyman, who we know, assistant general manager, Jim Paxson's name comes up again, and that Karnaschovas has had these discussions. Uh, he's addressed some situations, but he's letting the evaluation process play out. We'll see how long the devel- evaluation process is. You kind of talked about that. It's it's kind of unclear how long it'll be. And then there's obviously the whole Boylan thing, which we've brought up. And there was some weird stuff mentioned about Boylan in this article, which this was kind of hinted at. I can't remember who initially reported it. It might've been Casey about Boylan kind of taking away his coaching, like not taking away coaching duties, like using his time with like almost like GM duties instead of like coaching that like took away from his coaching. And this article talked about how, um, where is something here that, he had, oh, yeah, here we go. In, in this sign of Karnaschovas' leadership style, he has communicated to Boylan to focus strictly on coaching and working with the staff and players because too often Boylan got wrapped up in dealing with player agents or honoring commitments on the business operations side, which sidetracked his focus. Like, I would love to know what that actually means. Obviously, we know that Gar Foreman was kind of sidelined as the GM and was taking more of a scouting role. But, and, like, so Boylan was, like, doing GM stuff while coaching and that, like, Hurt him as a coach. Like, I'm really curious, just like what that whole deal was, and like, I mean, that kind of also reeks of excuse making for Boyle and sucking. But like, it, I mean, it just seems like a whole mess of a situation there. Like, it, like and it just shows just like how much like John Pex and and this ownership just freaking loves Jim Boyle. Like, why are you trusting Jim Boyle to do all this stuff when he's well, hasn't even proven to be a good coach for you? It makes it no just, sense to me. It just shows how understaffed they were too. Like right. yeah. that goes back yeah. to the Reinsdorf's not hiring enough people, not hiring enough smart people going into the season with such a small staff that like you have to rely on your head coach to do this stuff. And I don't know exactly what that means. I remember when like Stefan no and a couple other bulls writers interviewed Michael Reinsdorf, like they would have Boylan go to like meet and greets and stuff basically, and do like (laughs) fan relations and do like, you know, talk to, I don't know if he was season ticket holders, season ticket holders, but like, yeah, like basically try to like sell tickets which yeah it's just totally crazy man i mean f f f f f is great this season <laughs> gets we'll go over it in more detail yeah. later but uh yeah just a just a train wreck and the bulls do not deserve to play another game this year so uh that's good yep absolutely i totally agree with you that's just it's such a disappointment because we did we talked ourselves into that like, i was not on the playoff train i feel like you were i thought that they could get close we both talked ourselves into them being like a fun team this year and we just underestimated the suckiness of Jim Boylan and just these guys. And so obviously it's not all on him. So we have to put some of it on the players. A lot of injuries too. I mean, not having Otto Porter for pretty much the whole season. Yeah. The Porter thing really sucked. So like as much as like we like to mock like the injuries being like an excuse to a degree it was, but we also do have to remember when they started the season, mostly healthy, they lost some just, just absolutely terrible games. And it's kind of funny to think about like, uh, they, like that Knicks loss where they choked. I mean, the, the opening opening night against the Hornets, they blow a late lead. There was that Knicks game where they blow it and Bobby Portis goes off. Later in the year, they lose two games to the Warriors. I know they started beating up on bums a bit later, but like, just think about how some of those early games were, if they would have beaten the Warriors twice, they'd be at, they'd 
probably be in this. Like, I'm not sure what they would do with like an uneven amount of teams if there were 23 teams. But if they would have beaten the Warriors twice, basically, they'd be right there in this in position for one of these last for this play in tournament. But of course, they didn't. 22 and 43. The record speaks for itself. There were some reasons why there there were a bunch of reasons why they were bad. Ultimately, though, like you said, F. And we're moving on. We'll, we'll talk about the season more, but it'll be nice to move on going forward. And I'll, it'll be, and we'll see how this NBA season returns. But uh, obviously, again, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that and and recapping this bowl season. Moving forward, we'll see next week if there's a Jim Boylan decision, if they're going to keep slow playing that. Either way, next time we're with you guys, we'll definitely have a bit longer, more in-depth stuff than either Jim Boylan's firing or just a season recap. Uh, but I think that's all it for today. Ricky, you have any final thoughts? That's it, man. Thank God the Bulls right. are done. <laughs> the Bulls are done, and they are not back. Uh, thanks again, as always, for listening to Cash Consideration, Chicago Bulls podcast. Uh, as always, shout out to Bet Online and shout out to Blue Wire Network, our uh, our great uh, our great network with stuff all across the network. With the NBA coming back, please do li- go listen to all the great NBA podcasts. There will be plenty of great coverage out there. There has been during this entire hiatus, but now with basketball hopefully coming back, there will be obviously be a ton of actual basketball conversation now from all our playoff teams and teams that will be taking part of this in the bubble. So shout out to them. Go check out all those other great pods. Brush, Cast Considerations. Please rate and review us. Give us your feedback. You know where to find us on Twitter. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all those places wherever, wherever you listen to your pods. So for Jason and Ricky, this has been Cast Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. The Bulls, Bulls are not back. The NBA, supposedly. We will talk to you guys next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.